Ew, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm actually really nervous. No. Okay, hi guys. My name is Shannon Beveridge. I'm the host of X's and O's, a podcast where we talk about queer relationships and sex. Today, I'm so excited. A very special episode. Uh, my friend Tiana is here. She is a senior producer at Variety. She has interviewed lots of A-list celebrities. Maybe recently you may have seen a viral interview she did with Billie Eilish on the red carpet. Today we're going to talk all things coming out, sexuality, the importance of coming out in 2023, what it means, what is proper, and yeah, it should be interesting. Thank you for having me on, Shannon. Yeah, I'm really excited to I'm chat so with you. I'm so excited. I feel like the, the vibes are right. The vibes are good. The vibes are good. Do you feel nervous to be interviewed as a usual interviewer? I think maybe this is the first time I've actually been interviewed. Really? Like yeah. ever? Uh, yeah, I think so, actually. Okay, no pressure for I just me. put that together. I, As you said, I'm usually the one doing the interviewing, so it's a different dynamic. I, I don't mind it, though. Very okay. different, and also I'm intimidated. You, <laughs> no, you, you are like, this is your full-blown job. I guess now it's kind of my job, too. But, well, it's but, definitely your job, too, in a podcast, so you got it. But She's got it. Early days for me, so anyway... Give, give me grace as we navigate this interview. You are totally fine. She's doing great. Do people like know that you're queer? Is that like something that you're super open about with variety and like when you're doing interviews, does it come out a lot, like come up a lot? I'm pretty open about my queerness. I think like I always have been once I realized that I was queer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's anything shameful. So I'm very open at work. I enjoy having queer conversations with my friends. I think visibly, depending on the day, I maybe <laughs> am not the queerest looking person, but then I know I got a lot of some tattoos there's, and stuff. Uh, there's some, some queerness. Queer, we can see it. queer flagging, I guess. We yeah. can see it. I mean, yeah. the queers would know you're queer. Yes, sure. and if they don't, I would tell them. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're married. I'm married. Yes, I have a beautiful wife. Gorgeous. I can't like she's the the best person, and I think together as well. Like even you asking about queerness, um, a lot of you know we get mistaken as the friends and that whole thing so we're kind of always coming out and telling yeah. people hey this is my wife interesting you you and your wife don't look alike though right we do you not get look the sister alike. thing we have gotten sisters and i kind of always throw it back like do you think we look alike when people ask that? You guys are, you're Italian and she's Irish? Yeah, she's like from Ireland, <laughs> accent, Yeah, you know, like. How could you be related? I don't know. She has and an still. accent, has blue eyes and blonde hair and. Doesn't um, matter though. People will still mistake us for it's sisters. anything but a couple. Yeah, anything you know what I mean? but that. Once we got, on our honeymoon, once we got mother daughter. No. Take that back. Yeah. No, who was the mother bad. and who was the daughter? That's the question. <laughs> who was which that, one? That is the tea. What's your age difference? Like the same She's if... a year older. Yeah, than okay. Like <laughs> if you have long hair to people, that alone equates to straight. Or straight you're presenting. Sh- yeah. straight until proven gay, at least. Yeah. I mean, you could always cut your hair short because I've had to come out a lot less recently. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't look good with short hair, but okay. I love it on you. I just, well, I can't we'll pull it, it off. Yeah. No, if anything, now I'm also getting, like, misgendered for the first time. I'm oh. like, am I, I know okay. that I'm androgynous a little, but it keeps happening to me. And it keeps happening to me on airplanes especially. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. A lot of sirs. I'm like, okay. I was joking about this in a, in, a, in a TikTok recently. But, you know, like, straight men who people are always like, are you a, you're a little gay, you're a little gay. And they're, like, so confident in their sexuality that they don't even care if people think they're gay. Yeah. That's how I feel about people thinking I'm a boy. I'm like, I'm so comfortable in my gender expression that yes. I'm like, it's not triggering to me. I'm just like, whatever, yeah. And I'm that's, a girl. that's 
like beautiful that yeah. you can handle it that way. Thank like, you that's so, so much. nice. So thank you. Uh, I could not be more excited that the first sponsor of X's and O's is a queer founded and queer owned business, Tomboy X. Nothing, nothing, nothing makes me happier than promoting queer owned companies. Finding underwear that makes me feel both confident and comfortable has always been a struggle for me. And with Tomboy X, I finally am able to marry both of those things together. The styles Tomboy X carry genuinely make me feel hot, so, so hot. As someone who's been shopping in the boys section for a long time, the one area that usually falls short for me is the underwear because they just don't fit right. But Tomboy X has solved that problem for me and I will be living in their boy shorts forever now. If you want to pick up a pair of your own or shop their other styles, please go to www.tomboyx.com slash Shannon for 20% off the entire website. How is your coming out story? We're never done coming out. That's the thing. No. That's something they don't tell you. Um, you're never done. I come out in a new environment, new friends, new job. I come out every time I say spouse and someone thinks I'm talking about a husband. That I kind of feel like it's always changing and evolving. But my initial first coming out story, I guess, was I really tried to normalize it. Mm -hmm. I just had told my mom like, hey, I'm dating women now. We had a conversation about it and it was very positive and supportive. And then we kind of just, I updated her as I went along. <laughs> that's, and, that's so nice. Yeah. And then obviously like there's as well the coming out to the rest of your family. And that maybe didn't even actually properly happen until I met my wife and mm -hmm. we started getting a little bit more serious we moved in together and I tried to normalize it as best as possible just being like hey like just casually this is somebody I love yeah. and we're living together and I'm very of the mind that if people are going to be homophobic those are not people I want to associate myself with so I just kind of owned my truth in that and uh so fair here we are. but everyone was really receptive and I know not everyone has that experience yeah so. do you want to explain to us what happened in your interviewing process recently yes. and the attention that you've gotten from that etc yeah I mean for those uh, who don't know so my job is basically to interview people I interview a lot of celebrities I do a lot of cover stories um, for video specifically in this situation Billie Eilish had done a cover story a print cover story with Variety in which she expressed her same-sex attractions. She said she was attracted to women. She was physically attracted to them. I did a separate cover video to go along with the story. You know, we rolled for 40 minutes, talked entirely about her music and her lyrics. Even in that video, she had mentioned a little bit of her attraction to women. It was more obvious and blatant in the print story. So that, you know, story came out and outlets were picking it up and saying, you know, she's expressed her attraction to women. She's come out. And... It was kind of like this beautiful moment and it was also something that she had offered up unprovoked and then I was the reporter on our Hitmakers event, a red carpet event, and I had an interview with her and my first question I had asked her about the cover story, nothing related to sexuality and it was more about just um, how she had felt about women coming um, to, like to support her right yeah, yeah it was about she had expressed both in the both in the video and in the print story that she always felt like women didn't really like her and I had asked her about that because I was like has your mind changed because you know after that story people were, like, we people were stoked it, yeah as a viewer just someone watching all of that come out the reception seemed so positive so positive everything that happened so positive so I had you know mentioned that question and then she willingly kind of brought it up and said in her response, I think women are pretty, um, but I'm still scared of them. So I thought, oh, 
okay, like this is the conversation we're having. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going there. So I kind of asked about the comments made in that story and she was very open about it. It felt like just a beautiful queer conversation. I had asserted that I was queer as well, um, which I think she may have already had known from our previous conversations, you know, the, the video we had done. I was kind of left feeling, oh, that was a really positive conversation for the community. And then as soon as she expressed she was nervous, I changed the subject and I asked her about her upcoming album, you know, in 2024. And that was kind of it. She gave me a big hug, walked off, and I thought everything was fine. There was a lot of LGBTQ plus people celebrating it online after. Yeah. Um, It was like a really big moment to see that like representation and just that, hey, like two queer women had a very normalized conversation. Like back to what we said, very casual. Just very casual, sweet little diddle. Yeah. And then I think... I, along with a lot of other people, were absolutely shocked when she posted what she did saying that, you know, she had accused myself and Variety of outing her on the carpet. And I thought that was just such an irresponsible word to use for something that didn't happen. You know, I did not out Billie Eilish. Variety did not out Billie Eilish. So seeing that, I just, I felt sad for the LGBTQ plus community thinking that they got representation and, you know, a proud advocate, but instead they got mixed messages. So that was definitely the heartbreaking part for me. Yeah, I would say mixed messages. It definitely, because it it started so casual and then that, the word outed is pretty intense language, I would say. And it went from, oh, this casual suite, it's very chill to, no, it's not chill. If I was someone reading or watching and seeing that, I would definitely, I don't know, it could affect me as a little queer person just thinking like, wait, are we stoked about this or we hate this? Are we supposed to be happy for you or we're not supposed to be happy? Like, what is it? The biggest thing is people keep asking me, what do you think happened? And obviously I don't know. Yeah, like what changed? What changed? And I think for me, it's more, you know, yeah, we have to ask ourselves what happened in the 24 hours after that changed somebody's mind like that or, you know, somebody maybe shamed her about the comments she made. And I understand like, talking about sexuality can be uncomfortable and you might get nervous about it and that's okay, but it was willingly brought up, mm-hmm. not by me. So I think that's where I was confused. The confusion the, comes from, yeah. The words, and our, like words hold so much meaning and especially to the queer community. So hearing the word outed when that's not the case, hearing that it, these conversations don't matter, like I promise they matter. Mm-hmm. They matter so much to me. That's why I do what I do. Like as a queer journalist, like we have conversations that, matter and can be difficult and it's your whole job yeah and I would never ever do that to somebody so if I had gotten even the inclination that that wasn't okay Mm -hmm. I would have stopped even the expression of oh I'm nervous I was like okay I'll change the subject let's Mm -hmm. talk about your album so yeah yeah it was quite shocking to me yeah and as like a queer person like how does that how did it make you feel reading Mm -hmm. that language yeah I felt like that post definitely silenced queer conversations Mm -hmm. um I think it made people think that we can't be having these conversations and why does it matter and sexuality should not be a topic and I disagree I think the way to normalize it is to have those conversations Mm -hmm. and I also felt personally as somebody who is a reporter and a journalist and I like to have these conversations it's made me second guess wanting to have them even when other people bring it up first Mm -hmm. um because it's sensitive it's so sensitive and I I feel I wonder too, like I know we mentioned shame, but I wonder too if there was like a feeling of fear just from your own internal feel. Like I'll speak personally. Yeah. 
as someone who was coming out, there would be these high highs of feeling truly on top of the world after I would come out to someone and being like, wow, I feel so good. And then the next day, like coming out to my dad, when I fully actually came out and chose to, chose to. I wrote him a letter and I was so excited. I was like, this is perfect. He's going on a work trip. I left the letter for him to go to the work trip. I'm like, this is, he'll get to process all of that on his own. And I'll never forget, he like woke up in the morning, he came into my room after he read it, he like laid with me in my bed and he was like, I could never love anyone more than I love you and I could never love you any less. And I was like, this is so perfect, I feel great. And then he's like, can you drive me to the airport? And then we had a 30 minute uncomfortable ride where I was on this high and then immediately felt like naked in front of like a crowd, that kind of vibe, you know, where you're like, when you're in the closet, you do a little bit feel like you have a protection, like a layer of protection Mm -hmm. over you. And then when you come out of it, you're like, oh my God, you can see me. And what if you don't like what you see? So as well as shame, I'm curious if there was any kind of like, that's a, it's very vulnerable and she has a huge Mm -hmm. audience. So to be vulnerable in front of a hundred million people yeah versus just you know your dad yeah I can't I can't imagine how that must have felt and I imagine it was maybe hard yeah I have no doubt that it was difficult to Mm -hmm. be talking about your sexuality on that kind of scale Mm -hmm. I completely understand that yeah Um, I think it was the terms used that were the problematic part of it because it's okay I think to feel a little bit scared to talk about sexuality but also, if you want to, it is okay. Like, I yeah. think that's a big message people should take away from, I guess, the situation. If you want to talk about it and you feel comfortable and ready, it might be a little bit scary, but if you want to, it is okay. Yeah. If you feel safe to do it, you know? Yeah. Okay, so when everything happened, did you fear, like, that you may lose your job? Were people worried for you and your job? Like, was I feel like that's comments I saw. Yeah. And... Did you think that was going to happen? Were you scared or are you okay? What's yeah, going on? A lot of people were very concerned and supportive um, and just saying, you know, I hope she's okay in her job. And, you know, Variety has been unequivocal in their support for me. Um, they've been fantastic. Um, we are, you know, a journalistic publication. So they were very much like we stand by you and we stand by our reporting in the cover story and on the carpet. So they were great. And I got a lot of really sweet messages from other journalists and reporters at um, our publication and they were like hey like don't worry about it and I think the common phrase a lot of people said to me was you did nothing wrong and that was something important to learn for myself too and really hear those words um, and believe them so yeah they've been great did was there a moment of feeling like did I do something wrong it's funny because not initially and Mm -hmm. then when I saw that post I I really thought to myself, did I miss something? Did I misjudge the situation? But I think I had to, you know, assert to myself that, no, I I did nothing wrong. It's not a bad thing to talk about queer conversations when someone else especially brings it up. So, um, yeah, there was a slight moment at the back of my head thinking that. And then, honestly, part of being a reporter and interviewing people is sometimes having difficult conversations. So, Yeah. yeah. Speaking of outing and what an intense word it is, It is interesting because I myself was outed. Being outed is, I mean, for some people, like life or death, which is, it's just so, such an intense, intense term. And I was outed when I was in high school because I fell in love with this girl. And if you've been a listener of mine for a while, you know the story, but her parents put a baby monitor in the room 
overheard us talking, just talking. It was sweet, innocent, us talking about like having feelings for each other, whatever. And then her parents pulled her out of the room. I sat in the room for two hours by myself, wondering what they were talking about, what was going on. By hour like one, I'm like, oh my gosh, they must, it has to be. They must have found out. They must know. Didn't know how they knew, but I was like, there's no way it's something else. And then her parents come back into the room. They're like, you have to leave. You're not allowed to have sleepovers anymore. Oh, my God. And we're calling your parents. Oh, we also weren't even allowed to hang out at all. And they were like, and we're calling your parents. That's very traumatic. Yeah. And I'm sorry that happened. Like, oh. that it is very traumatic. But yeah. yeah. It was a lot. And then I convinced them only to tell my mom. My parents were divorced at the time. So they called my mom. They told her. I come home and my mom's like, you're not gay, are you? And I was like, no. Oh. But... I'm like, I have a boyfriend. What are you talking about? And then, oh, no. Yeah, just like brushed it under the rug. But bringing it back to life or death and not to be so drama and intense. No, but it it's is just, a serious it's topic. the truth. But I was like borderline suicidal after that happened. Like I had a lot of suicidal thoughts mostly, much less suicidal tendencies. But it was like a thought in my head. It was yeah. like kind of like, okay, I can't if I can't figure this out, that's always an option, which – is a terrible place to be as a person. But so then I texted this girl weeks and weeks later and essentially was like, if I'm gay, I'm going to have to kill myself, which is you don't need to do. And that's not the answer. No, definitely not. But her parents read her phone while she was in the shower and then called my dad. So I got outed again and this time in such a way more intense way where it was like... It's also just very non-consensual. Yeah. Like, everything about it. Oh, it was horrible. It and was... that's what outing is. Like, it's non-consensual, like, almost like a secret that is being told that you have never disclosed and you're not ready. Like, and you that's... didn't offer any... Yes. Any inkling of it. It's yes. like nothing. Yeah. So, as someone who's been outed, the word outing is very, very triggering to me. And, yeah. like, it really is a life or death for some people. And depending on where you are in the world, too, yes. like... It's jail or not jail for yes. some people. Like, it's very intense. Uh, and I think it's a word that people should be careful with using. It's irresponsible to throw the term around. So I, my heart was more so broken for the community. Um, I am for the community, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where my mind went immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, just, you know, general safety after seeing the post. I was like, am I going to be okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, how have you felt just... From like a social media presence vibe. What what did you what have you done to protect yourself in yeah. that way? I think like I had seen it pretty soon after it was posted, so I immediately limited my DMs and everything. I just I didn't want to see anything that's not the kind of I'm just non-confrontational. So yeah. I just I don't want to see anything. I don't want to read anything. I told my wife to do the same because I'm wanted to look out for her. Um she had seen it with me, she was with me when I saw the post. And I think, yeah, it was confusion at first. I was like, that is not what I took away from our conversation. Okay. Just processing that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, it was hard because a lot of people were celebrating, like I said, the conversation before was so so positive, really positive. I know there's been some conversation about how, I guess, potentially there were followers lost. Yeah. And also like, yeah, there was media reporting on, Oh, a hundred thousand followers were lost. And it's kind of like, well, you weeded out homophobic people. That's a good thing. Yeah, you know, do that, you want those hundred thousand out of a hundred million. What yeah. is that percentage? Yeah. I can't, I'm not doing the math. I'm not a math girl, but I'm gay. So I'm not doing that math, but, uh, that's very, yeah. very 
few people. And also, yeah. like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, n- truly. Cares? That was the fact that that was like one of the biggest consequences that people were talking about yeah. at least. And obviously, there will obvi- there will always be consequences to coming out. And yes, there will always be consequences to owning your truth. Yeah. Especially in 2023 when, yeah, some brands don't want to align with queer people. Some, which and those is, are not people that I want to align with personally. No, no. Um, and the more people that come out, the more brands will be forced to let, yeah. let standards like that go. Yeah, that's why representation matters. Totally. You know what I mean? It's like, again, normalizing that conversation and feeling like, um, oh, I can relate to this. And there's people normalizing it. And there's brands wanting to work with queer people. and Totally. Yeah. I remember I did a brand deal once with Hollister. And... One of the biggest reasons I wanted to do the brand deal is because Hollister, to me, was, like, the cool girl. Like, when I was in high school, that's yeah. what the cool girls wore. Yes, that's like, same. Yeah. That's what everyone was like. So when they hit me up to do a brand deal with me, I was like, this is so sick. I would have never thought when I was 16 that a queer girl would be wearing, like, Hollister. Obviously, it's no, funny it's now, amazing. but it's just, like, the way it felt so full circle to me. Well, you were a representation for a lot of people, so... You know, you've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so you've been out here a long time. Yeah. Out and out here. Yeah. Talking. And I think it makes a lot of people feel good about themselves to see somebody so authentically them. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Shannon. Oh, <laughs> thank you for being you. Thank no. you so much. Thank you for saying yeah. that. From my vantage point, it's so clear how important representation is because of the DMs I get and the mm. comments I get and the way that I've been getting those comments and DMs for 10 years now I'm get I literally yeah. get messages every day about just how like seeing me it's not even people are excited now because I'm talking again yeah but even for the years that I kind of retracted myself a little bit from the internet just people seeing me living a life that was full and had queer friends and queer relationships and my family in my yeah. life and just like th- just literally being a person it's painting queerness in a positive light yeah. as well yeah it's just crazy that that alone that representation alone and i'm just me when you're someone much bigger than me how important that is to so many people and how many mm-hmm. how what a what an opportunity you have to change lives and just show support for yeah. a community um and no one should have to feel like they are the only spokesperson for a community or they yeah. have to speak on it it doesn't have it's to become awesome. your whole brand yeah like, no. just mentioning your queerness or mentioning what who you like or whatever it doesn't mean mm. that that needs to be all that you ever talk about totally and I think you bringing it up on the red carpet also was topical because you had just done that other interview we it had wasn't, just talked about yeah it. and we I had think, just two weeks prior to that interview we just talked about it yeah. so I thought it was you know relevant she had brought it up first so I thought okay we're going there you yeah. know so I, I really didn't think that it was going to end up how it did my intentions were only good and as a queer reporter I kind of feel like you know if someone brings up the conversation oh it's okay to have it you know mm-hmm. um I think and, and you mentioned you know what did you do like social media wise yeah or, um I kind of you know yes the social media safety was one thing but as well I had to look within myself and just kind of work through am I going to be okay to have these types of conversations in the future? I'm interviewing, you know, for my job a lot mm-hmm. and I don't want to shy away from the conversation. I, I'm not ashamed of those types of conversations. So I kind of feel like it is in a way my, my duty to have those conversations when it's appropriate and when they come up, mm-hmm. um, it's not shameful. Um, and it's not scandalous to talk about sexuality. Totally. Like the fact that anything queer in some way is inherently sexual Yes. Is 
so frustrating. No, and I so know well that it's sexuality, but it's not about yeah. sex. It's People go there immediately. Immediately. Even with like my wife, if we're out together and somebody, you know, assumes we're friends and we're like, no, this is my wife. It's like, it is the classic prove it or this, mm -hmm. or I don't believe you. And it's true. People act this way towards like LGBTQ issues all the time. Yeah. Well, because we still are like other. It's, yeah. It's other. We are othering because we're not fitting a status quo. And that's because the status quo still exists. Yeah. So it's like, that's why we have to keep yeah. coming out. That's why we have to keep having these conversations. Why it's important because we're not there. And to diminish that and to think that that conversation is not important is, I think, kind of the saddest takeaway from yeah. this situation and just the quote in general from the caption being like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, it really matters. It really matters. And the words you use matter too. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, the biggest thing as well. I'm not mad at her. I, no. I think it's just a sad scenario and that it turned out that way and yeah, I totally I agree it, it almost feels like in this scenario we kind of took two steps forward and then or sorry one step forward two steps forward, two one, steps step forward one step back <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it feels like in this scenario we took two steps forward and one step back because Definitely. the reaction was so positive everyone's so stoked and then it's like but we shouldn't have talked about that or like yeah. but you shouldn't have brought that up it's like wait I thought you were, I thought it was casual. I thought yeah. it was chill. I thought we were It was chilling. such an innocent conversation. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think um, it was definitely a two steps forward, one step back scenario. Um, and I think a lot of queer people felt that. So the ripple effect of what happens when anything queer conversation like this happens is so much bigger than you realize. Mm, that's a good point. Which I feel like maybe too is a lot of why maybe that is, maybe that impacted I would say that it would impact someone because then you have like you might feel responsible to a community that maybe you don't you're not ready to feel yeah. responsible for. Maybe don't say that it doesn't matter to have the conversation because for some people it matters a lot. It does. Um, I've seen that even in my reporting. Um, I've had a lot of queer conversations mm -hmm. and people want to talk about it. You know, there's a lot of people that are are ready to talk about it and feel um, that they have something to say on the matter. And I think it's okay to give them that platform, which is kind of what I was trying to do mm -hmm. of giving a platform of like, okay, like if Here you it wanted is. to talk about it, yeah. then we can talk about it. Totally. And that's why I even had asserted that, you know, I'm gay, like you're safe kind of yeah. thing to be like, I'm not just a straight reporter quizzing trying. you about sexuality like that's not what we're doing here so yeah we're mm. just trying to get like a story out of you yeah oh kind of God. like we're a community yeah I, as a queer person talking to other queer people immediately I feel a level a level of comfort and openness that you don't have with every person you know yeah. and I think just if you're someone who's out and like living that way it's so hard not to feel that like when the second you start having a conversation with like, I love talking to gay people. If yeah, I could, same. I would only talk to gay people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it feels so much better. And yeah. then you just feel like walls come down. Yeah. And I, maybe that is also what happened. Because it didn't yeah. seem like a wall came down, but it also feels like a wall came a little bit back up. Would you say, do you feel, because you've been a reporter interviewer for a while. Yeah, yeah. Would you say you can personally feel a shift towards more open conversations or, like around queerness? 
Yeah, I think I'm trying not to be biased because I am queer and that I feel comfortable having mm-hmm. the conversation if someone brings it up. But I do feel it. I feel even in the last year, for a couple years as well, I've like produced our pride issue for video and I can kind of feel a shift to it being more light and fun, which is great. People want to have some fun talking about, you know, queerness. So that's been really amazing to see the change. But still, there is always the need for that serious conversation if someone wants to come in and really talk about like LGBTQ plus issues, like and rights. Yeah, in twenty twenty three, this year sucked. Definitely, this year sucked so, for gay people. Yeah, and I that's it's it is always kind of like a two steps forward, one step back mm-hmm. with the community. You feel people being more open about it, but then you start to see legislation being passed, or you start to feel unsafe, like totally. in your own city or country or town. So. Yeah, um, it kind of obviously just depends on the person. <laughs> it definitely yeah. depends on the person. Yeah. Even thinking back to YouTube in 2010, 2011, and the videos that Google or uh, like I remember Pixar and Google had these videos for Pride that were it gets better. Yeah, and the they sad story. Are so intense. Like yes. they're everyone. It's like the whole, the music in the background is like violence. Very and, like queer stories are yes, sad. You yes. know, like and, yeah, and also like really trying to pull on your heartstrings. But I was just thinking about that when you said you feel like they've gotten lighter. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Yeah, and it's way more like there's so much more silliness. Mm-hmm. There's so much more joy. It's not so much like. I came out and I lost my whole family. It's just like, yes, this is my husband yeah. named Bob and I love him and we're good. Like vibes have, have shifted so yeah. much in such a positive way. And it, it makes me so like hopeful for the future. And I do feel like we will eventually get to a point where it is less important to talk about in mm. ways. But when I say, I think that'll happen in like 500 years. Yeah. Yes. Like, we're certainly forever. not there. I would love to not have to correct people when Mm -hmm. I say spouse or judge a situation. Is it safe to say wife here? Um, I would love to get there. It's the same conversation about coming out. You know, there's also been a lot of discourse of how Gen Z is very like progressive. And that's so amazing. Like they're definitely going to be a generation that also changes it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not that far off from a Gen Z. And I still feel that representation is important and talking about queerness is important and we can normalize it we're not saying it doesn't need to be normalized but yeah I think it's important still to have the conversation totally thinking back to when I was like 18 19 and I just don't want to sound like an old bitter lesbian you know (laughs) okay because I'm 30 I'm 31 now I don't want to be an old bitter lesbian but it is ironic with Gen Z and how how like flippant it's become in some ways like they're like why do we have to come out everyone's Mm -hmm. gay everyone's a little gay it's like oh my god I'm obsessed I love it I'm obsessed with them and at the same time I'm like but that's not everyone and that's not everywhere it's a very privileged take it is definitely a privileged take that that is everyone's reality yeah even in even in bubbles like Los Angeles there are still communities of people who are not as progressive and there is still fear and uncertainty and like lack of safety to come out so I love I love how casual Gen Z talks about things and I think it really helps it does help push us forward but I think you can't think that way and not take into account that that's not every person's reality yeah you know in total are all equal like that and it's not an issue anywhere and it's not illegal to be gay somewhere we can't say that yeah yeah it's 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 hard like words have meaning yeah (laughs) words have a lot of yes a lot of meaning yeah as someone who was outed and then my experience with my family was honestly amazing Mm. 
But seeing it from the girl I was in love with's perspective and seeing her family's reaction, while I was simultaneously having a positive reaction, her having such a negative reaction, even that made me scared. It pushed me further into into the closet. It's the reason I went to college in Oklahoma, joined a sorority. I was like, oh my gosh, even though my family will love me, knowing that families like this exist and will hate me, I don't want to be this way. Yeah, I can I always do... be met with this hate. Or... Yeah, and... forever. Like, I yeah. to see it firsthand, to see it, to know that her dad looked at her and said, you're disgusting, that impacted me for years after. And, like, obviously still, I'm still working through internalized homophobia that I had from all the way back then. Well, I think we all carry around a little bit of internalized homophobia. We all try and work at it. I know I do, but it creeps up just because that's how society is. Mm -hmm. So it's impossible to escape. Um, I think we can work at it. I've worked really hard at not letting that affect me, but it's embedded in society. So it's very hard to avoid. So I understand like working through that still from the past. Yeah. I feel like even Gen Z will see and probably does see that they will have internalized homophobia as well. Just as long as the world is heteronormative, you're going to be processing that. Yeah. Even just, you can't escape it. Just from the media we consume, from what we're fed, from the love stories you get. We're like starved for queer representation. We're starved. We're celebrating any little bit of like normalization and representation that we have. So the smallest thing is important. If I see a commercial for the holidays and I can tell one of the couples is queer, I'm like, tears yeah like, I'm like thank, thank you yeah, yeah. so like, I we needed that we yeah. didn't have that no we didn't have that at all even when you can't exactly tell they're queer like they could be sisters honestly yeah. sometimes <laughs> in like that old navy commercial are they sisters or are they lesbians yeah I want to say lesbians you're taking it as queer it's we're queer. gonna say representation for me yeah. it's queer for someone some grandma in Nebraska they're sisters the- <laughs> But for me, queer. Period. Right? <laughs> that's funny. But I'll take whatever I can get. And I think that's just the case for so many queer people. Yes. We will take whatever we can get. And when it goes well, it's so, so, uh, it's, it's so like nice. It's so healing. It's so healing. And, and that's it, what I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> and when it goes even a little south, you're like, damn, mm-hmm. that kind of opens the floodgates for so much negativity. Yeah, and homophobia. And, and homophobia. And to be like, yeah, you guys are disgusting or something so silly. Like, yeah. Some some of the discourse and comments I was seeing, I was like, wow, we were really looking for any excuse to be homophobic as a society. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. So, before we end this episode, I want to do a couple questions from y'all. I asked on Instagram what you think about coming out in 2023, the importance of it. It's crazy to keep saying 2023 because it's almost 2024. I know it's about to be 2024. It's I feel like 2023 over. was like Ugh, a, a split. split second. <laughs> a split second. Okay, so someone said, do you think labels do more harm than good? What do you oh, think about that? That's such an interesting question. My wife and I talk about this a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, again, would love to get to the point where we don't have to labor, label ourselves. I think whatever works for you, whether you want to label or don't want to label, that's the way to go. And um, a lot of people find empowerment in mm-hmm. a label. I know even for me getting to the point where I'm saying – I'm gay is like huge. Yeah. I don't know. I think labels can change too. And that's all right. I think, I think it goes back to language being so important. And I think language within labeling in the queer community, I think brings people peace sometimes, but I do think it also brings people a lot of stress because they feel like they have to be in a set category. I think for me, I love label. I love the labels I've found for myself, but it took a long time to find them. 
Like I, I love that I'm a lesbian, and yes, I also love to call myself a chapstick lesbian. I think it's fun yeah. and cute, and like gives a category that then other people can be like, oh, I'm kind of like Shannon, and so maybe I'm a chapstick lesbian. They and identify then, with you, yeah. 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 But I also do think, and I one really great positive thing about Gen Z is fluidity, yeah. And I think we're finally getting to a point where we're able to be more fluid. I think. A few years ago, if you were identifying as a lesbian and then woke up the next day and fell in love with a man, mm. that would be kind of, you could get some backlash, especially from the yeah. lesbian community. Today, there's a lot more understanding that things aren't so black and white. What would you tell your younger self about coming out? Honestly, that it's all going to work itself out. It's all going to be okay. You're going to marry a beautiful person inside and out. and coming out will be the best thing that ever happened to you because you allowed yourself to find that person and find happiness because of that. So that's what I would tell myself. What about you? Okay, tears. <laughs> that was like, true. We get it. You have a wife. No. <laughs> I just can't stop talking about her. Yeah. No. <laughs> Some of us are single out here and no. you're out here with a whole wife. Just me as like an ad. You too can find a, a wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is she? Yeah. Heaven found her. Okay, I think what I would tell my younger self about coming out is that you will. I think just that alone, I never believed I would. I thought I would live. I thought I would find some boy and marry him and everything would, I would be probably not happy, but I would. <laughs> everything would be not okay. Everything <laughs> would be bad, but I would be safe. And yeah, I think, yeah, if I could talk to my younger self, I'd just be like, you will do it. You will find the courage and it will happen and it will be the best decision you ever made in your whole life and now you will be a spokesperson for <laughs> <And> queer people <laughs> you will become so gay and so out just wait yeah just wait i yes. really said i'm coming out yeah i actually feel that like you will be gayer than you ever thought possible literally yeah. and you get gayer every year yes. good job shannon <laughs> yeah yeah I'm so proud of you you're yeah. the best shannon you're the best no stop and i'm so proud of you for talking about things that queer people want to hear about and yeah I hope yeah. yeah it makes my queer heart happy and I hope that we get back on a track where the conversations can stay super positive super casual super light yeah. the lightness is so needed and I think that is going to be the thing that really pushes the needle for everyone so much more is yeah. when the conversations can just be so relaxed and the language can be only positive yes and More used positive language yeah, yeah. no a hundred percent and I I agree and thank you so much for being open to having the conversation and thank you for chatting. coming and talking to me yeah no it was a very vulnerable moment so yeah we love how are you feeling now good. better good? yeah no I feel good I'm, I'm are you scared no I think I'm <laughs> I'm a pretty calm person in general yeah. so I think um yeah, I feel good I about it. It's going to be great. I hope that um, the gays know that I am for them. That's yeah. all. <laughs> we are definitely for the gays. We are for the gays. And yeah. I hope people are receptive to the conversation. And I hope people know that neither of us are here to talk badly about yeah. anyone or to to make light of a situation that maybe was heavy for someone. Yes, but definitely. Just saying in general how important these conversations are and how stoked and amazing it is that like they're happening more. Yeah. Even this happening, it still opens the door for this conversation, yeah. which again, if we could, as a community, if we continue to share and bring light and talk about the, these things, like 
it's just creating more representation. So 100%. Yeah. We're, we're taking a lemon and we're making lemonade, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, no, we're, we're definitely giving a spotlight to queer conversations yeah. and that's what's important, you know, that's what's so, so key. So yeah. important. So Please important. talk about queerness. Yes, talk about it and don't feel ashamed if you want to talk about it. It's okay. Thank you so much. <laughs>